Good evening, and possibly even good afternoon. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, and whenever you are listening to this, I thank you and I welcome you in to another edition of the Shallow Oceans Podcast. I am your humble host, the man who waters the souls that need it most. Somebody who is venturing through this oasis land, finding a place we can all call home together, and somebody who has transversed through so many different attributes of this life, I've come back to tell you, it's really not as deep as you think. And on tonight's episode, I have been welcomed into one of the most incredible experiences I could have ever witnessed. Tonight, I want to talk about something that I watched last night, and this movie has already become a top five movie of all time in my personal list of my favorite movies. This movie I watched last night is something that touched on so many levels of not only the intricacies of somebody who was born with a unique talent that nobody in the world possesses outside of this one and what he uses it for and ultimately what happens to him in the ultimate sacrifice of not only himself, but the entirety of ambitions within the world he has because of something else that takes it from him. Tonight I wanna talk not only about this movie, but how it resonated so deeply with me because this main character is probably one of the closest characters I could ever actually compare to myself. And I mean that in the most literal of ways. Tonight I would like to talk about The Great Gatsby. Now, if you have never watched or have read The Great Gatsby, it is an older movie, an older book, and a recent redone rendition by Leonardo DiCaprio as Gatsby himself. The movie, I have never seen. I have never read the book. I have known nothing about this entire art piece up until yesterday. And I am ashamed to say it, but at the same time, it really was meant to be this way. Because to be real with you, it is one of the most incredible movies that after I watched it, and I was in a party chat with a couple of friends, we were all watching it together, as soon as the movie ended, not only was I completely silent, I told them I had to go. And for somebody who always knows what to say and is very comfortable articulating himself and speaking openly about everything and anything that's going on, I was shocked that I had nothing to say and everything to digest. This is one of the most incredible stories ever written and ever brought to a cinema. I am absolutely enamored and I had to talk about it with you tonight. Now keep in mind, there will be some mild spoilers of things that are very important that I wanna talk about from this movie because not only am I gonna refer it to things within my own life, but I'm gonna help you see things as well and end it with a really big conversation about, can you really have only one of them, and is it even possible to have both? That's a very important question. So, a little backstory on this movie, and again, why this resided so deeply with me. The story of The Great Gatsby starts out with Jake Gyllenhaal, or actually it's Toby Maguire, whatever. Jake Gyllenhaal, Toby Maguire, he is now Jake Toby, okay? Toby Jake, Jake Toby, same thing. Who for some reason cannot open his damn mouth. 
Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed this about Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if you've ever listened to him when he talks, but he sounds a lot like this when he talks because he can't open up his mouth. For some reason, his mouth is always really small and he talks like this. I don't understand what it is. I don't know if it's like something he was born with. If it is, shame on me for being a douche right now. But for some reason, every time Jake Gyllenhaal speaks, I just look at him and I'm like, open your mouth, uh, articulate, use those lips. I don't know what it is. Again, it could just be me. But every time I see him, I get upset. <laughs> I'm like, talk, talk, use your mouth. I don't know. It could just be me. Maybe I'm crazy. But I challenge you the next time you watch a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, watch his mouth, his little lips, and how they barely move and how he talks. It's kind of annoying, but again, whatever. So it starts with Jake Gyllenhaal having this in-depth conversation with it almost looks like a therapist or a doctor, whatever it is, and the year is 1929. Right during, at the end of the Prohibition era and everything, World War, etc., a really interesting time period. And the whole concept of it is him telling a story about a man he met named Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. And the whole story takes place back in, again, the 1920s. Him in New York becoming a young uh, stockbroker and trying to chase the riches of the world, even though he went to school to be a writer, but he wanted to chase the fame, the fortune, and everything. So he moves to New York City. And in going there... He goes into this elaborate thing, almost like the Wolf of Wall Street. He's trying to sell bonds, stocks, etc., and make this living for himself. And he buys this really beautiful cottage, almost like a little, it looks like literally a cabin, right next to the river. And it's between these giant mansions, right? He's like literally just right between two giant mansions. And his neighbor, who is to the left of him, is Gatsby himself. And you don't meet him right away. The entire story is basically setting up for the first time they meet. And I'm pretty sure if you've ever seen the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's holding out the wine glass in front of him and the fireworks are going on behind him, that's the movie. It's The Great Gatsby. And so he throws these lavish parties. They're absolutely beautiful. Everybody from the entire city goes. It's like a circus de soleil. It's an entire techno. It's, it's whatever you could think of. The guy has it. The mansion is so big. It looks bigger than castles, right? It's insane. And so that's the first time you meet Mr. Gatsby. And when you meet this gentleman, he is so alluring, the way he articulates himself, his posture, his confidence, his MO, everything about the guy is just compelling and gripping of your attention. And so you're trying to figure out, okay, well, what's this guy's MO? What's the reason for all of this? Well, before you meet Gatsby, you also meet this beautiful young lady, and it's his cousin. And he goes to visit her across the lake on the other side, directly across from him, is his cousin's place. And she lives in this beautiful mansion as well. She's married to this esteemly rich duke, douchey guy. He reminds me, like, if you guys have ever seen Wedding Crashers, do you guys remember the guy, Zach, or whatever his name is? It's the guy that Bradley Cooper plays. He's like the douchey rich kid, too, that comes from a prominent family, prominent estate. It's the same kind of MO. Like, for some reason, all of the... I just don't like certain rich people. And I mean this in the most respectful way. I was lucky enough to work with a rich guy and kind of be ticked under their wing as their son, which is kind of like this movie. Again, it's crazy. I'm going to do all the life relatabilities of why I think I'm just like Gatsby. But the thing that's crazy is when he gets to meet this family and you see how wealthy they are, they're always just like so subtly and uneven, like noticeably pompous. They're just arrogant. They just have this distinguished notion. I'm better than you. I was born into royalty. I decree thee as underneath me and you will bosom your brows on my becketh. It's kind of crazy, right? Like they just, they have this aura about them that just pisses me off. 
And I know I come from humble beginnings. My family are all immigrants, so I'm like the first one really doing something out here. But I just don't like that distinguished notion of like, just because I was born into something, I'm better than you. I come from Oxnard. Have you ever heard of Harvard? Have you ever heard of Scotland Yard? I don't know. It just, it doesn't sit well with me. But again, just me. I just don't think I like people who think they're better than anybody. You know, it's just how it is. But I've met good people that are rich too, okay? Like I said, the people I worked with, shouts to Bruce and Rob, they're like my my fathers from a different family, okay? Love the dudes. Now, as you get introduced to her, she's a very pivotal character as well. And I will not say her name because she does something dastardly at the end. But anyways, so you come to find out that as the story progresses, everything that Gatsby has been doing was to set up a kind of meeting with the main, uh, I guess the guy, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, that's his cousin. And he Gatsby is trying to meet his cousin for some reason. So you come to find out, apparently, five years back in the past, before Gatsby was sent to war, he actually met set cousin and also kind of had a really big romance with her. He ended up getting sent to war. He didn't come back in time. She tried to wait. Long story short... She ends up marrying the guy that I just told you about, and now Gatsby is back, they reconfirm, they see each other again, and this whole story ensues, and it's kind of effing crazy, because keep in mind, Jake Gyllenhaal's cousin is married and has a kid, and now Gatsby is back, and he wants her, because he never let go of her, and that's the craziest part about this story is, the entirety of how this whole thing moves forward is showing that every single thing that Gatsby did in his entire effing life was for her, even though she had no idea he even existed until they met again. Absolutely crazy. Incredible. I won't spoil the ending. I won't spoil anything that happens in between. I just wanted to set up the plotline to show you this movie was un-effing believable. The cinematography is top tier. The music is sensational. The way they do everything from transitional standpoints to the characters themselves to showing you the open-minded ability of captivating an outer standing of the city life, the poverty, the rich, and just everything that's done within it and the dramatic effects that happens within these families and with Gatsby, his ex-lover, the new husband, just... Everything is so well done, I was captivated for two hours and 20 minutes. Now, the reason why I think this movie is something of its own tier, and actually is touching on things that I myself, again, have had the experience with so many times in my life, it was such a reality check and a wake-up call for me because there's something it really touches on. And this is going to be actually the first time I've ever looked at my phone to do a show because I took a picture of this quote from the actual movie, and I'm going to read it to you. So there's a moment where there's a flashback in the movie, and it goes back to when Leonardo DiCaprio, a.k.a. Gatsby, was with the cousin, the main girl, the one that he's been chasing for these last five years. And as they were sitting together, she was utterly captivated by him, and they were about to kiss for the first time. He pauses. And when he pauses, he looks up at the sky at a shooting star that's shooting up into the heavens. And this quote is said, He knew his mind would never again be free to romp like the mind of God. And then he kissed her. And thus his life became a part of hers. The reason that quote hits so deep is because this young man was born with a gift that only he possessed. He came from nothing. He was poor. He ended up on a freaking billionaire's yacht that was so shit-faced drunk. He was literally going to kill himself. He helps the guy out, saves him. The guy ends up kind of taking him under his wing, and he's presented with a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be raised by distinguished royalty, in a sense. Shows him how to talk, 
articulate himself, takes the last name under for himself, everything, does this for five, six, seven, whatever years, and when the guy dies, he leaves him nothing, and then he's left to fend for himself with all the tools he has been given, and he takes over the effing world. But the trick is, he could have, but he didn't. And that's what this movie touches on so beautifully, is the fact that this kid was born with a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with a gift to conduct it and to obtain it and grab it for himself. But the trick was, he fell in love. And so that's why that quote hits so hard. Because when you fall truly in love and with the gift that he has, which is a true hopeless romantic, his mind is so powerful, whatever it is focused on, he puts every fiber of his being into. And it is unmatched, right? So to see how this guy had the ability and gift from God itself to have his mind romp freely like God. Do you know what romp even means? It means truly to go anywhere at any time at any moment freely as you want. That's a powerful mind to have. That means you are open-minded that extends past the indoctrination systems everything. It is literally the mind of God and he had it. And guess what happened? He gave it up and fell in love. And in doing so, it was his downfall. Now, that's why this poses the greatest question of them all. Can you still be who you were meant to be if you fall in love? Oh my God. <laughs> because let me tell you, not only did that hit me so hard, but the entirety of the playout of that movie, which I'm going to make you watch it, the newest one, the old one is good too. I haven't watched it all yet. I haven't read the story yet, the light novel about it. But you need to watch the newest one with Leonardo DiCaprio. And you'll see why I say all this. Because the way that everything plays out for him and how he still is undividedly in love with this girl to the bitter end is heartbreaking and was a reality check for me. Because... I've been through these within my life. I've been through these moments and it showed me every single time how I related with him so much because I'm not being pompous. I'm not being out of my place. I'm not being conceited. None of this. I know I have a gift. I know I was gifted the voice and the voice is my power to use with it as I wish and to do whatever I wish with it. And thank God I've been given a good family morals and values and I have something inside of me that wants to help others. And that's why I'm using it, not even to even close to its potential yet, but I'm starting, right? So since I'm doing that, I know that I was given this gift and I saw the gift he had as well. And I saw what he did for somebody he fell in love with and I see how much it consumes your mind and it takes from you. It happened with me and my ex. When I was 17, she was 16 and we met and fell in love. And in doing so, my entire focus was on her. Literally, everything was focused on her. I stopped going to college because I ended up working for that wealthy family. I was their care caretaker of their estate and property. I took care of animals that you cannot even think of. They had a circus at their place. Three houses on this property. In Norco, a ranch, horses, everything. It was insane. And I got to work with them because that's how powerful my mind is. I sat down in an interview with these two guys and they said, Alex, we like you. There's something about you that's just it. But we've never hired anybody under 30 years old. You're 21. How do you know that you can do this? And I looked at them and I said, because I'm right here in front of you. And I know I can do this because I want this. And I got it. I had my own house at 21 years old. In a mansion. Like, it's 
It was insane. And I did all of that to just be let down by somebody I gave everything to. Just like Gatsby did. And it was the hardest thing for me to accept because for a year after that, my life was so distraught. And I'm not saying it was hard for me to unattach, right? Because I know we can attach and detach to things. And if you are truly in control of your mind and you're somebody who has become very focal point and precedently observant of what you have in your power and the ability you have to control what goes on in your reality, you can attach and detach really quick when you need to because then it helps you to get close to those you need to and remove yourself from those you don't need to be around too. So I was able to do that, but it's just the fact that I know I'm in the wrong place for what I have to give to people. And it truly is sad to say, because the love I have to give, it's not matched. And I mean this in the most sincere way possible. What I have is something that it's not just the voice, but it's the way I use it. The mindset that I've been given is the reason why the voice is what it is. And when I'm focused on being free and roaming as God does, the world is my oyster, and anything and everything is possible. I proved it on the anime side. I keep proving to myself what I can do. But the fact is, when I fall in love, my focus became about her. And I think that's ultimately what ruined it, because it was too much for her. Too young, too quick. So I had to restart again, and then I focused back on my life. Went back to school, focused on broadcasting, fine-tuned my ability to articulate and speak, studied, read books, literature, novels. I kept filling my head and consuming everything in a plethora of dialogues. I wanted to find more ways to be alive and understandable and in whatever presented with type of situation, the people I'm talking to, I can articulate to myself in these intrinsic ways. I can talk to people in distinguished monikers in ways that people would be like, how do you even know how to articulate yourself? What are you doing? Supercontrafragilistic espialidocious. How are you talking so quickly? I found a way to fine tune it within these years. And in doing so, I became something. I went into national radio, television, everything, doing content. And then again, somebody came into my life and I tried for a little bit and my focus became on them too much. And again, it was too much and it didn't work. And then I figured out, okay, I really have to keep focusing on what I'm doing. And I flourished again. And then I met somebody again. Is third time a charm or is it three strikes you're out? That's why this movie hit so hard for me and why I really couldn't talk to anybody the entirety of last night. Not only did I have to wake up at 6 a.m. to go to the TV show, but it just hit me so hard because I've never related so truly and deeply with a character in my life. And I wish I could tell you about the ending and everything that happens, but I think you need to watch it for yourself. And if you have seen it, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Everything that plays out with Gatsby was my future. That's where I was headed. That's why it scared me. Because at the same time, I questioned and I thought, well, that can't be it. You're telling me because if I choose to be in love, I have to sacrifice what I am? That doesn't seem right to me. That still seems too low level. How is it that you can't find the true reflection inside and find somebody who just is a part of you in so many attributes, they literally are you. So you don't have to have this misconception or misunderstanding. Sure, maybe she is married with a kid, but if she truly was a part of me, is it wrong to say that that is me? Maybe I would be better. Maybe I'm better man than Gatsby is. Maybe I'll know to walk away and not fight it and commit to something I can't. But what if something happened? 
What if she felt the same? What if she took a leap of faith and we chased this life together? Would it take away from me? And I really thought about that because think of your own lives. The partner you're with now or whoever you may be, are they taking away from you or are they helping you? Are they becoming closer with what you are? Or are you having to help them be what you want them to be? You see what I'm getting at? It was a scary thing for me to watch. And the most important thing I got out of that is you must really be careful of the heart you hold. And especially who you give it to. Because the passion he had was so strong, it was a once in a lifetime thing. When he committed to something, it was for life. And that's why it was so empowering to see that. And to feel it. And to really watch it. And see myself in a character, a movie character that literally was me. I come from nothing. He comes from nothing. I'm building something. He built everything. He gave it to somebody and did it all for one person. I would do the same. And that's why it's like, it scared me. And so that's why I think this movie is so powerful. Because I think almost everybody who probably watched it didn't really take it in for what it was. The fact that love can destroy the greatest of men in this world but I still think it can also heighten them. Call me crazy, but I feel like we have to rewrite the words of this world. I don't think we have to be a victim to what happens. I don't think women have to all be the same and play these dumb games and do these dumb things and can't control their emotions. And just like this girl did, she could never once stand up for Gatsby, not even once. He had to do everything for her and she still folded. I was like, Gatsby, how are you in love with this girl? But that's just who he was. And see, I know for myself, I've gained so much more awareness of self because of all of these trials and tribulations, the people I've met, the relationships I've been in. Everything has grown me to this pinnacle of what I am right now to give this true notion of knowing like, I think it is possible to do it all. Why isn't it? God did everything. Why can't I do something? So I thought about that and it just got me so hot and I felt so sad for the guy because I was like, man, he had this moment. It was so pivotal. I'm not going to say what it was, but if you've watched the movie, you know, where he was talking to the husband and she was there and it was such an empowering moment and he snaps and he loses his cool and she gets the ick. She got the ick and guess what happens when she got the ick? She folded. This broad folded and her husband knew even though he was cheating on her and he was such a douche and she's, he still had her. I was like, Gatsby, no, oh my God, I'm telling you, I haven't watched a movie like that and felt so much in so long, I literally teared up after, it was sad, yo, it's sad when you can relate to a character and you see their life playing out how yours could have, budge, man, it was rough, but so beautiful, and the ending was, oh, I'm, oh the phone call to end it all. Oh my God, you want to talk about a man who didn't deserve anything that happened to him and did so much and I feel so bad because he fell for the wrong girl is heartbreaking. And that's the saddest part is he was so young and had nothing. At the same time, she was the driving force to get everything. And so in bipartisan, when you look back at the entire movie, all of it was because of her. He accomplished everything for her. And in doing so, he asked a little too much from her. And that's where it all broke. Because she was also willing to run away with him. But he didn't want that. 
he wanted to go back five years into the past to go back to her house with her family to show who he was now, a distinguished wealthy man, not a common poorer person, and have her marry him and start a family, etc. He wanted to go back and get everything that he wanted, but she couldn't do it. She had a husband and a kid. She'd rather run away with him and live a new life, but he couldn't do it. And so I think there's so many lessons in that movie. So many lessons. I don't even know where to start, but we're going to go. The first one is you really need to know who you are truly inside. And I think he did. But the sad thing is he committed too much too quickly to somebody he truly didn't know inside. But he gave her the world. The way he looked at her is the way that I want to look at somebody when I'm with them. The way he talked to her and everything, I know I have that in me. And it's scary. But the thing is that I'm very happy about is he didn't have a lot of love and love lost. So he didn't have the kind of knowledge and trials, you could say, to really know how to delegate himself properly in situations. He was a full send kind of guy. And that was his downfall. So for yourself, I think you need to be very careful of what you're in. And especially the people you commit to. Because if we're being really honest here, who is the person that you see yourself the most with? If I asked you right now, do this for me, please. Close your eyes and just listen to my voice. Now, when your eyes are closed, I want you to visualize your favorite place, wherever it may be. And I want you to see what's around you. Whether it be the sky, clouds, beautiful open field, a mountain ridge, a new place, wherever it is, a cafe, nightclub, wherever your favorite place is, envision it right now. Now, as you see this new place, I want you to try to hear the sounds and feel the aura, feel the area and be a part of it right now and really embark yourself within it. Now, I want you to think of somebody that you have in your life that you truly know is everything you could ever ask for and they're right next to you. Who is that that I just said? If you thought of somebody, that is your somebody. If you didn't, keep going. Enjoy the place though. Know that it will come to you. And if it wasn't the person you're with, I'm not sure what else to tell you. I'm not somebody who forces people to do things that isn't good for them. I'm also not somebody who would ever be against love. But I'm somebody who wants to find unconditional love. And I mean the truest form of it, where they become you. Where you two become so close to one another, the mere sound vibrates your insides. Just hearing them articulate a certain way to you captivates every part of you. The thought of them consumes you at every waking moment. I'm sure you've listened to a lot of my shows and have heard how much I love love and how I've talked about it. Be my valentine, love is blind, love, relationships, so many. I'm just like Gatsby. I have so much love in my heart, I have to know who to give it to correctly. And that's been a tough thing in my life, is that so many people I thought, and that's why it's again my Roman Empire, I see too much light in people that they don't even notice it in themselves, and it blinds me. And I'm so consumed by it, I never took a chance to really see what the light was. It's just who I am. Call me crazy, but I don't want to change that. Why would I be one less person in this life that can help you. 
or see the good in you. Even if it means it hurts me. You know how strong that is to say? I really challenge anybody out there to think of the person they love the most in this life with somebody else and be happy that they found that. I challenge that. I think it's very far few in between. Gatsby is a character that showed me who I could have become in this life. And it scared me. It really did. Because it's so sad to see somebody give everything, build everything for somebody and them not have it in them to give it to you. They tried. They really did. I'll give her props for that in this movie. But she wasn't the girl that he thought she could be. And it broke him. So much that he didn't, he didn't even quit. He still believed till the bitter end. He still believed it could happen. Crazy. This movie also showed, be careful who you consider a friend. And I really mean this. Because at the end of your days, who's going to be there for you? And I really mean that. Because for Gatsby's case, it was only Jake Gyllenhaal. He was the first and last person to really be there for him. Because he was so focused on his goals, he didn't make time for anything else. And Jake Gyllenhaal fell into a crucial part of that play. But in doing so, Jake Gyllenhaal got to see the man he was. And Jake Gyllenhaal also gave him a compliment, the only compliment he ever gave him, and he was so happy he said it. He said, you're so good, man. Like, the lot of them are not even close to what you are. You are a sensational man. And it was powerful him to say that because you could tell Gatsby had never gotten that compliment before. Or who knows even if he ever got any. Just fake people who loved him for his fake parties. It's crazy. You really need to be careful of the company you keep. I've said it before. Your friends are a reflection of you. Your partner's a reflection of you. Be careful how it shines because everyone is going to see it. At least the smart ones are. Everybody else might just blend into the shades or the shadows or the light itself, but... Good people will be able to see that, and you might scare them away, and those are the people you want to stay. It was really sad to see that this man who did so much for everybody else, nobody cared. Nobody. No roses, no phone calls, nothing. That was heartbreaking. Because I think in your own life, you can really look back to and say, who's really been there for you? Who's really your brother for life? Your sister for life? Who's your family that you know you can call on no matter what happens? Truly. Who won't fold on you? Who won't get the ick because you say something wrong? You do something out of pocket? Or by chance, you have a weak moment for God's sakes? You're telling me somebody can't have a weak moment once in their life? That's how I know we're spoiled. It was so sad to see it happen and I really see my own life. I can only name maybe one or two people who are truly ride or dies in my life. My circle is so small now. I don't have time to waste. Just like Gatsby, I got a lot I need to do in this life. I'm looking for somebody who wants to join the adventure, not deter me. That's why I think I'm a little bit different than Gatsby. I'm not going to give up the vision I have to make a whole world for somebody else. I'm going to welcome them in and make a world with them, if that makes sense. There's a movie that I recommend you watch too. It's called Enter Galactic. It's Kid Cudi made it. He's one of the producers and writers. That's the type of love you should hope for in this life. To where it just clicks, and it works, and it just transcends this almost galaxy in a sense. But then again, too, does it have longevity? Can you truly be one and a part of each other through this entire life? Because honestly, 
in this generation, I think millennials were like the last ones to really have hope. Gen Z, X, Y, Alpha, whatever it is. I really doubt any of y'all are going to make it to old ages with somebody. I don't really think there's going to be many people who are celebrating 50, 60 year anniversaries real soon. God forbid 2030. People are too bored now. They're too mass consumed by everything going around them and they really don't know who they are their entire life. That's why these brain chips are going to be so fun for people. That's why all this social media and interaction consumes your mind. That's why you really can never think truly and freely for yourself. Because you're a part of the system. And what happens when the system says, you don't need anybody. Go have your hoe phase. Have fun. Water yourself down. Get some extra mileage on that car to lower your value. Make that make sense. Say you have a brand new car to sell fresh off the lot. $80,000. And then you want to go ahead and put five different drivers in there and 100,000 miles. Oh, you might get 30 now. <laughs> if you're lucky in the previous history listings. It's just crazy to me. And that's what this movie also showed. Was how well people articulated themselves. How well spoken people were too. And how they were very comfortable with trying to put their best forward. Not in a cocky way. Not in an over-conceited way or trying to be superficial. But truly we're trying to have the endowment of the prestigious nature of being very well-spoken and captivating of somebody's attention. Because if you're going to grant me your ear, I'm going to serenade your eardrum with the sound of what is good for you and my voice and the intrinsic notions of what I view the world as. I miss that time. We now have so much slang and abbreviations and just little subs. It's just, it's unfortunate. Like there's too many things that just kind of water it down. It just sounds just in a sense simplistic. And I, I don't like that. I like sounding kind of higher. And it's not to say I'm better, but I want to use this to the max. That's why I like to look up new words. That's why I like to make up new words. One of my favorite words I made up is decreptifying. I like to keep making, I have a whole list of words I'm making up. Why not? Selfie was never a word. Everybody started taking them, and it's a word, so all words are made up at the end of the day anyways. We need something to communicate. Let's just keep adding to them. There's no need to stop. The movie is so breathtaking because it really shows you the hyper's focus on you have to find what you want in this life. And if you're somebody who is very comfortable with the direction you're going and the viewpoint of what you wish to accomplish and where you wish to take this... You have to set nothing in front of it and allow it to deter it. You have to be so hyper-focused that nothing will take it from you. And so that's what one of my biggest lessons from this movie was, is that if by God's grace, I'm granted a true reflection in this life, and she knows it, then I will be so happy to welcome it into this journey and to move even more forward and to take over even more with it. Because that's the point of experiencing to escape. You have to get as much knowledge as much experience and as much wisdom and defeat as many oppositions within the human flesh as possible to truly free yourself that you can truly ascend at the end of the game. That's what this is. That's why I have a lot of respect for Buddhist monks who go into the Himalayan mountains by themselves with their brothers, shave their head, have no clothes, no attachments, no oppositions, no nothing, no phones, literally nothing. They meditate and they free themselves from their body so that when they get to the end of the game, they're already ready for it. I applaud them. Most people here can't go a weekend without partying. Most people can't go a day without smoking, drinking, eating junk food. It's, it's insane how far we are from the truth. This is why I don't like city life. I'm, I'm bred into it now. Like, I'm literally in the thicket. I, I work in LA. I work in studios, Los Angeles, Hollywood. I'm there. 
and I see how much I don't want to. That's what's crazy is I'm somebody who likes to test myself and putting myself in the hardest positions to see if I can transpire and transcend. So that's why, again, this movie hit so hard for me as I watched myself in another form live a life I could have very well done and seen what happened at the end of it. But you see, there is a difference between me and Gatsby. There is a big difference. I know now what is. He was still not sure. I know where I'm going. He thought he had his destination. I can commit and still move forward where his commitment was his whole life. Now, it doesn't mean that our love is not the same. Trust me when I say I can love as deeply as Gatsby did, and I know I can. I still feel it to this day. But the fact is, I know what I have to do as well. My calling and purpose is still here, and I have to follow it. I just hope somebody is open to following with me and finding their own so I can support them in whatever they do. I think that would be beautiful. This movie is a top five movie of all time for me in my personal list. Right up there with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder. Because that entire movie is based on imagination. And he talks about it so perfectly in the song. And I've said it before. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there you can be free if you truly wish to be. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and do it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. It's powerful to sing that because it's that true. This world is a canvas. You paint what you want. Your life is your own. Create what you wish. Do not be tied down to borders. This isn't a painted picture with numbers and circles. It's not preordained for you. It's not going to tell you where to paint. This is yours. Make it yours. That's what I got from this movie is even though I saw myself played out in a position I could have been in and in places I would have ended up, I'm still going to move forward and not let it take me down because at to the bitter end of this core, I know my purpose in this life and it's going to be fulfilled. I know it is. Even if I cannot find that love in this life, I will not give up. That is my promise to you because you are going to win this too. We're going to beat this together. Trust me. Just hold my hand and don't let go. As fast as I run, as far as I go, as high as we climb, as far as we drop, I will not let you go if you hold tight. So promise me you won't let go. And we will beat this. This is our turn. Thank you for letting me rift on that movie. Thank you for letting me open my heart to show you that in a world that seems to be so disconnected from true love and loving somebody for who they are, for giving your life to somebody and growing into that kind of attribute, I don't think it has to consume you. I think it can take a big part of you, but I think when it becomes you, it'll inspire you that much more. My life is through my work now. I do a show every single day for you. Everything I go through, everything I think, every moment is with you. So I share it to the fullest because what do I have to hide? Nothing. I am who I am. And I love when people call me out on my bullshit. You know who you are. <laughs> I love when people tell me, yo, you can't contradict yourself. That's the best part is I'm going to mess up on this show. And I want to better myself. I want to grow. I want to get deeper with this. And I want to be able to tell you everything the best way in tunement with how God particularly wants me to be. As God. That's why we're supposed to be God. Like it's, I don't know how it's so confusing. But apparently, great Scott. Old chap.
seems to be that way. So go watch the movie for me. If I can do any type of request from you, I ask you to go watch The Great Gatsby. It's on Netflix. It's a two hour and 20 minute movie. Watch it. Come back and listen to this. But I already told you this at the end of the podcast, so that's kind of too late. Ooh, bad job by me. But anyways, go watch it. (laughs) And you tell me that everything I talked about, and when you start to really know the man I am and who I am, everything I've been through, the stories I've told over these years of doing the show with you, that that's not the guy that you know. Whoever you are out there, the next greatest love, be ready. We have a far way to go. (laughs) So if I don't see you, Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Great Gatsby out!